Life in Space-Time, Episode 2. In our last episode, we discussed how you can never go fast enough that your duration of travel between places reaches zero. Otherwise, you would be able to be anywhere and everywhere in the universe at the same time. So the universe must have an ultimate speed limit. And from there, if a spacecraft is traveling at nearly the ultimate speed limit, and it fires a missile, the normal rules of velocity addition can't apply, or that missile would breach the ultimate speed limit. So it turns out that when you observe something that is traveling at nearly the ultimate speed limit, everything on board takes longer to happen, distances are shorter, and masses are more massive, so the fired missile will barely creep forward as the spacecraft streaks past you. But of course, if you are on the spacecraft, you don't see your watch slowing down, and when you fire the missile, it will shoot off ahead the way it always does. So an important part of understanding relativity physics is to remember that wherever you are, and whatever you are doing, nothing ever changes for you. Neither clocks, nor lengths, nor masses. It's just that when you look at what's happening somewhere else, you may see those things changed, even though any people in those other places won't think anything has changed for them either. For them, it's your clocks and lengths and masses that change. If this all seems very strange, consider that the principle of relativity has been around a lot longer than Einstein. Galileo used to entertain people by asking them to imagine a ship moving past them at a speed while a sailor at the top of the mast drops a rock. Would the rock fall to the base of the mast, or since the ship is moving rapidly beneath it, would it fall into the water behind the ship? A lot of people assume the latter, but of course, the rock does fall straight to the base of the mast. Since it already possessed the velocity of the ship before the sailor let it go, it will fall parallel to the mast, as long as the ship maintains the same constant speed. Nonetheless, if you were standing on a dock as the ship sailed past, then you would see the rock falling along a parabolic curve, actually moving forward in its fall as the ship moves forward and hence always remaining the same distance from the moving mast. This is a completely valid observation. Relative to a fixed point on the dock, the rock really does fall along a parabolic curve, even though relative to a fixed point on the moving ship, it falls straight down. So there are all sorts of relativities in everyday life which we mostly take for granted. If you are on a train moving at 100 kilometers per hour, and someone throws you a tennis ball from across the carriage, you know you can catch it. But if you're not on the train, and that same someone throws a tennis ball out the window as the train is rushing past you, you know you need to duck or risk being seriously injured. Frames of reference matter. So the real lesson of relativity is that you always have to account for the frame of reference you are observing something from to make sense of what you are observing. So when you see a spacecraft traveling at 99% the speed of light and you notice its clock is running slow, you are making a correct observation from your frame of reference, but you should also realize that for anyone on that ship, the clocks will be running normally. Einstein had a set of equations called Lorentz transformations that allow anyone to calculate from their frame of reference how time, length, or mass measurements will change in another frame of reference that is moving at a constant velocity relative to them. And it turns out you can derive the relationship E equals mc squared from the transformation equation that deals with mass. Special relativity is special because it only works within some narrow and rigidly defined conditions. The moving frame of reference in which you see the relativistic effects has to be moving at a constant speed relative to you for the Lorentz transformation formulas to work. But in the real world, most things don't move at an exact constant speed relative to each other. Things are generally either accelerating or decelerating relative to each other. Einstein realized that to understand and calculate what happens in those situations, he would need to develop a more generalized framework, that is, general relativity. 
But before we go there, we need to talk more about space and about time. Or more correctly, we need to talk about space-time. So stay tuned for the next episode of Life in Space-Time, a cheap astronomy production.